Well, hello, this is Craig Hamlin. This is Journey in the Word podcast. I'm glad that you have chosen to join with me today for this devotional. And we're going to be looking today at uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. You know, it's almost cliche now when people say uh, 2020 was not what we expected. You know, nothing last year went like we planned. But on the positive side of things, that's what makes life so interesting. Last year for us was no exception. It was filled with joy, challenges, near tragedy, sickness, but also profound loss. We were foster parents for two sisters who had a multitude of challenges, but filled our lives with joy, but at the same time stretched us to the limit. I was also bitten by a venomous cottonmouth snake. That wasn't any fun. Spent eight hours in the hospital, but made it through without a lot of damage. My wife and I had COVID-19 during Christmas, which also took the life of several friends that we had. But I guess our greatest challenge was the sudden death of my wife's dad at the age of 68. You know, when you say, be ready for anything, those words really mean something. Life is hard. Life is unpredictable. But in the end, there's only one who will walk with you through life's hardest moments and get you ready for anything. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Lord gives us the keys to being ready for anything that 2021 brings. Listen to the text. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. You know, if we focus on the three things that He gives us here, not only will we be ready for anything, but we'll be ready to face and able to face anything with joy and strength. So what are these three things? Well, the first thing I see in this text, he he talks about our heart. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, when you think about something that you have or love with all of your heart, you know, you think about things like your family. If I were to ask you, what do you love with all of your heart? You would talk about family probably at the very beginning. You you love your family with all of your heart. You love your children, your spouse. Uh, You might even say, I love my stuff, you know, with all of my heart. I I love my car, my job, and and all of those things. I I would probably say that I love Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, with all of my heart. But those are all things that that, uh, pale in comparison to the one thing, the one love that God has placed in our hearts, and that's our love for God. And we're to trust in that love. You know, I've had the Lord to put me through a lot of difficult times and difficult experiences. Maybe you have as well. And there have been moments that life has been so hard that I've wondered, Lord, can I trust you through the most difficult of times? Maybe you face some difficult times and you've wondered, God, are you being faithful to to me during this time? Or or is is this pain that I'm experiencing just too great and that you've abandoned me or you don't care about me? But you know one thing that I have found in life is that God has always been faithful. He's never done anything to break his trust. He's never lied to me. He's never let me down. Yes, he's put me through some difficult times, the loss of my brother, the loss of family members, the loss of uh, jobs, uh, just times when I didn't know what was around the corner, you know. 
But always, I've had that trust in the Lord. I've always found Him to be faithful. And the Bible tells me that I need to align my heart to His heart. That's the first of the three things that He gives us in this passage to help us be ready for anything in 2021. Align my heart to God's heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then he says this, that not only are we to align our hearts with God's heart, trust in Him with all of our heart, but we're to get the big picture. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at Proverbs 3, verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Boy, I get that wrong so much. Sometimes I look at um, the situation out in front of me, and I see with such a limited perspective that I really can't see with the grandeur of God. I can't see with the perspective of God. And you see, I don't know that I'm meant to because God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He can see much more than I can see. He can see what I cannot see. And so when I begin to lean in on my own understanding, then I can I, I only can make decisions based on what I can see. But when I trust in the Lord with all of, our, all of my heart, and I do not lean on what I can see, but I trust in what God can see, far beyond me, then I'm able to place my, my, uh, my trust in what he can see and what he has for me, because I know that what he has for me is far better than what I could ever have on my own. But sometimes as human beings, we get very short-sighted, don't we? The other day, I was getting in my truck and it was early in the morning. My windshield was frosted over completely. I was running a little bit late to my appointment, and so I started the car and threw on the defrost. I was—I had it cranked up as high as it could go, and uh, and I, I I went ahead and took off. And I was backing out of my driveway. I turned onto the road going out of our neighborhood, and all I could see was through this little hole down at the bottom of my dash, the rest of my windshield was completely frosted over, but I could see out just a little bit out of that little hole. And I thought, you know, if I'm, if I'm careful, I could, maybe I can make this for a little while. But you know, God began to, to, to just slow me down. It's almost like the Holy Spirit just stopped me and said, now, now Craig, you need to wait. And if you go out there looking through that little hole, not only are you not going to be able to see but you could be a danger on the road and you could hurt somebody else. You need to stop, wait for the defrost to work and then go. And I was like, God, why? I can see perfectly through this hole. And it was as if the Holy Spirit was sitting in that car with me. He said, listen, I didn't want you just to, I didn't give you this car, this windshield. For you to look through a little hole, I gave you the entire windshield for you to look through that and be able to see everything that's out in front of you. You know, sometimes we live life looking through the, a little hole when God has given us the entire windshield of life to look through and to see what's in front of us. What was the key in all of that? It was to wait on the Lord. The Old Testament uses the word wait on the Lord. It says it many times in Psalms, 
The New Testament word is found in John chapter 15 when he says, abide in me. What is so important in waiting upon the Lord and abiding in Christ? Well, when we do those things, we're able to get the bigger picture. We're able to not just see what is right in front of us, you know, that narrow focus, but we're able to look out and see all that God has for us. To be able to see, sometimes we are able to see the dangers and the potholes and the, and the places that we need to avoid. And we need to see the good things that are coming, people that we can encourage. And, and, and see that the trials that God is placing us through and taking us through is only for His glory. And God is working all things out of, for our good and for His glory. But when I look through that narrow window, that, that narrow little space, and I'm not waiting on the Lord, but I'm rushing ahead, I can oftentimes get myself in trouble. So I need to align my heart to God's heart. Trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I need to get the big picture. Do not lean on my own understanding. But then he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You know, when we think about acknowledging God, oftentimes we take that English word and we turn it into something that the biblical word knows nothing about. When we think about acknowledging something, we think about tipping our hat. Maybe we see the athlete on the field pointing to the sky. It really doesn't mean a whole lot. It's just like, hey, thanks, big guy. Or maybe when we're driving a car, guys do this a lot. They, they'll see another car and they'll kind of put their finger up and wave at the car going by. Maybe you're on the street and somebody nods at you and you throw your head up too and you nod at them. That's acknowledging someone. You know, I, I see that you're there. I see that you're in front of me. I'm acknowledging you. And oftentimes, that's the way we treat God. We just simply acknowledge Him. You know, we just say, okay, God, uh, thank you for being here. We kind of put our hand and shake His hand and, and say, uh, this is great. Lord, I, I acknowledge that you're around. Thank you for being a part of my life. God doesn't, doesn't want that. To acknowledge God, to acknowledge Him, as Psalm or as Proverbs 3, 6 says, it, it, it literally means, coming from the Hebrew word yada, it is a total yielding of your life to God's control. When he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. He's saying in all of your ways and everything that you do in life, Bring God to the center of it. Totally yield your life to God's control. Every decision that you make, everything that God wants you to do, it's Him leading it. It's like Carrie Underwood wrote the song, Jesus Take the Wheel. It's giving Him control of the vehicle of life that's going to take you from one place to the other. Does God have control of your life? Totally, completely. Because you see, God has come to do one thing. He's come to guide you through life. I heard this many years ago. But life is oftentimes compared to a dance. If you look at the word guidance, it's spelled G-U-I and then dance, D-A-N-C-E. Someone said guidance is like saying God, you, and I dance. I'm not a very good dancer, probably because I have a hard time giving over leadership, you know, 
and I have a hard time sometimes leading. I step on feet and I'm just awkward. I'm just not a very good dancer. But you know, the key to dancing is knowing who is leading and the person who's leading leads well. I can't think of anybody that leads better than God. To let him lead my life and to take the lead as we dance through life together. You ever thought about dancing with God? That's exactly what the Bible talks about when it talks about how we are to follow in, to submit to the leadership of God and let him lead every step that we take. So as you go through life, let God be the one who leads you in every way. Some years ago, my dad lost his job. And I remember that was a very difficult time for us. Uh, There were debts to be paid. Uh, There were all kinds of things happening in our life. I was getting ready to go off to college. He and I had started um, a little printing business but before he lost his job. He even allowed me to put my name on it, Craig's Printing. And it was just really a sideline job to help me pay for a car and help me pay a little bit on college. I had gone off to the university after two years of a community college, and during that time, my dad uh, lost his job to a younger man who came in and convinced the boss that he was a better man for the job, which you couldn't have got a better man for that job than my dad. But yet, he found himself now with, without any kind of work, and he was in his basement, in our basement, with a little printing press. And um, we were doing business cards and letterheads and anything else that we could farm out. And it was making a little bit of money. But my dad, coming from that generation, really missed going into work. And all he could do is wake up and go down and try to do a little, little printing. And we were banking just pennies, really. One Christmas, I came home and it had gotten into January and there was snow on the ground in most of our county except over in this one little part of the county, over in Boonville, North Carolina. There's a little golf course over there and all my buddies wanted to go play golf. And and while snow was on the ground in most places, this golf course didn't have any snow. And so it seemed like everybody in the county and the surrounding counties wanted to play golf in this one place uh, where there's no snow. And so it was like playing at the Masters. There were people everywhere, you know, just all around. If you can imagine, by the left side of the first tee box was a chain link fence going all the way down, uh, probably a hundred yards it seemed like, and and there were cars lined up right on the other side of that fence. It was a park at your own risk, definitely, because everybody and their brother went and played there, hackers and and the like. I teed up my ball on the left-hand side of the tee box. I took a swing back, it was cold, I really couldn't get a good swing on it, but I got a swing on it and hit that ball as hard as I possibly could right off the hill of that club. The ball went straight left, yeah, you you guessed it, right into a windshield. Busted that windshield all to pieces. My ball, ironically enough, bounced over back into the fairway. (laughs) I ended up playing that ball after that. I turned around, though, and looked for the guy who I knew was going to be ticked off at having his windshield broken off, but broken, and 
I, I couldn't find them because nobody's nobody really claimed it. They were just like, ooh, that wasn't good. We then played that nine, and I went into the <clears throat> little clubhouse that they had there, and I quickly found out who uh, that uh, that windshield that that car belonged to because there was a a man, kind of middle-aged guy. He was royally ticked. He was so mad. I was a 19-year-old young man, and I, I walked up to him, and I said, Sir, uh, I'm the one that hit that golf ball into your car. He said, Well, son, you're going to pay for that windshield. I said, Yes, sir. I'm going to do that. Even though I knew in the back of my mind, I really didn't have to. But morally, ethically, as a follower of Jesus, I was like, Man, I, I've got to do the right thing. So I gave him my information, and he called me the next week and asked me if I would drive or if I'd come down to Poff's Glass down on Stratford Road in Winston-Salem and pay for him to get a new windshield. Well, <clears throat> I played putt-putt with my grandmother and some friends next door uh, to that at that putt-putt golf and games down there. And <clears throat> I knew that Poff Glass was a high-end uh, business. I knew that I didn't make a whole lot of money and I couldn't afford that. So I asked him if he would drive up to Mount Airy, only about 36 miles up the road. And, and if he would go to a, a, a glass company there in my hometown, he agreed to that. I guess he realized that I really didn't have to pay for his windshield since he had parked there at his own risk. But he drove up there and I arranged to have his car taken to this glass company. I talked to the lady who owned that glass company and she said, you know, haven't you and your dad uh, started a, a new printing company? I said, yes, ma'am, we sure have. He said, she said, well, why don't you just print up some business cards, some letterhead and some envelopes for me and we'll call it even. I said, really? She said, absolutely. We did that and satisfied that man. And what, what happened after that is just miraculous. This store owner just told everybody about Craig's printing. We started getting printing from all over the, the, the town and all over the county. Pretty soon we were so busy that after I went to went on back to college, my dad was able to get out of that basement and go to a place where he could go to work. And we opened Craig's printing out in town. And years later, my mom and dad sold that business and was able to travel around the world on some of the profit made from that business. You know, God did something that day for my dad. God did something that day for our family just by using a small little golf ball, a bad golf shot. <laughs> you know, when we trust the Lord with all of our heart, when we lean not on our own understanding, when we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, somehow, some way, He makes our path straight. God used a little golf ball to do incredible things in our life, to show my dad in that time of prayer when, when he got down on his knees and just said, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. I need you to help me through this because this, this little business is struggling. God used a little golf ball to change his life, to change my mom's life, to change our life. What can God use in your life today if you'll trust Him with it to get you ready for 2021? All of the ups and all of the downs. 
You see, when we trust the Lord with all of our heart, when we lean not on our own understanding, when we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, God will get you ready for anything. Let God get you ready today. Why don't you bow? Why don't you pray right now and say, God, I trust you. Whatever you have in front of me, I'm ready for anything because I know that you've already gone ahead and you're there with me and you're there for me. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. Thank you for this time that we have together today to study your word. Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is my life verse, my life verses, and I thank you for them. Lord, would you help us always to trust you and to not try to get in your way, knowing, Lord, that you're going to make our path straight. Until we see you face to face, let our faith be strong in the Lord. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hey, I pray that you have, you'll have a great rest of the week. Whatever you're into, whatever you're doing, God bless you. Hey, for more information, more resources, Bible studies you like, some sermons you might want to hear, podcasts or the like, go to journeyintheword.org and you'll find some great resources there for you and maybe a small group that you're leading. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the day.